0: Welcome to the Inspirations News Podcast, sponsored by Quebec's only newspaper, devoted exclusively to the news of the special needs community. Tune in regularly to hear uplifting success stories, learn about resources, and gain timely advice in the area of special needs, featuring experts in various fields. Here's your host, host, Mark Bergman.
1: Our feature on this episode of the Inspirations News Podcast is the Montreal Friendship Circle and specifically the Friendship Circle Revolution, a short film that followed the year-long journey of 60 teens and young adults with and without disabilities, co-creating innovative projects to break down the barriers to inclusion. Joining me, an amazing group, Stephen Abadi. We'll hear from him in a couple of moments. He's a participant and now a volunteer at the Friendship Circle. We'll talk to Dr. Liz Cooper, too, coming up soon. She's the mother of a Friendship Circle participant and a member of Revolution 2.0. Eva Levin will be with us, a Friendship Circle volunteer, Friendship Circle president, and a member of Revolution 1.0 and 2.0. Mushka Ram is a program director at Friendship Circle. We'll talk to her as well. And we'll start off with Label Rodal, the director of engagement at the Friendship Circle. And tell me, Label, how the Friendship Revolution project came to mind?
2: So friendship is really based on that, providing the opportunity to make a friend and the social engagement and interaction that happens with that. But behind that, there's a much greater goal, and that is to truly, as much as we can ourselves, to impact young teenagers and hopefully the next generation to truly view another person for what they truly are and not to see them as a Uh, with a special needs or with a handicap and truly bringing up a new generation that that will value another person and of course include individual with special needs within their own life. But we noticed that, you know, just the one-on-one friendship in our program and in our uh, facility was not enough. We needed really to get bold and break out of our own limitations if we want the other limitations to come down and break out. And that's how the idea of the revolution was born, where we had this bold idea to take this message beyond the walls of the friendship circle and really get our force, our teenagers and individuals, to get out there into the public and break down the barrier to true inclusion.
1: Abba, tell me a little bit how the process worked. It was a long process, over a year, right? And and what, what did you learn from it?
3: So basically, at first, we were all expected to sort of, you know, we were sent there barely knowing each other's names. And then we were essentially expected to come back with this big project to break down barriers to inclusion. And... What we didn't realize, I think, when we tried to start working was that was the importance of teamwork. And that is really the main thing I learned is that when you have when you have this big project to do and everybody needs to sort of like the project, everybody needs to participate equally. It's so hard to get everybody's equal agreement on something. That's one of the hardest things that I've done ever. And the main thing is that everyone has to have, you know, teamwork in their mind as the number one priority. So, you know, if one person wasn't happy with what we were doing, if another person um, wasn't participating as much, nothing would have worked out unless everybody was really putting in the equal amount of effort. And that's something that I really learned is that there's nothing you can do without trusting one another mm. without communicating with one another and without using all of those skills to form the perfect team and that's really I'm gonna I learned that from doing my project in the revolution but that's something that I'll take with me everywhere now you know like i that's, that's one of the best values ever is teamwork and how to approach such a big project.
1: Did the project sort of morph and, and sway from, from the time you started till the time?
3: Absolutely, yeah,
0: absolutely.
3: You... Yeah, at first we had, you know, there's so many ideas that we could possibly do, right? It's hard to stick to one specific idea, yeah. but so we had actually, at the, the beginning, we, we wanted to do a job fair where young adults with special needs would be able to, there would be, you know, a bunch of different booths with different career sort of opportunities. And young adults would be able to visit those booths and say, oh, this is, might be something I want to apply to do. This is, you know, this is something that would interest me that I want to get a job for. And we were so convinced that we would be able to give so many young adults with special needs job opportunities. We w- we wanted to get everybody working, all the employees to sort of feel as if they could hire anybody, right? Yeah. And it, we realized later that it was a bit harder than we had thought originally. Um, it's not something that can just happen in, you know, not overnight, but in a matter of a few months. And we eventually had to switch our idea to more of a networking event. And instead of doing a job fair, we partnered with FC Connect. And um, our event ended up being um, a networking event where we could explore different job opportunities, but also how to make a CV, how to act in, act in an interview, um, skills like that. Um, So yeah, definitely at the beginning we had a completely different idea in mind and by the end of it We had changed completely to what we were doing But the goal our original goal was still the same was you know to break down barriers to inclusion and to give uh, Young adults with special needs opportunities that they wouldn't have otherwise had so even if the project changed The idea still was there Exactly. Yeah
1: Stephen. I want to go to you tell me you know everybody has a different experience from the moment. Tell me about maybe your favorite experience you know, from the, about this project.
4: I think for me, the most fascinating part of this whole year was actually the summit weekend. So FC Revolution was an entire year, but the first thing that we did was we had all the participants, uh, we all went up to CBB, we had a little summit. Um, kind of to build off what the other guys were saying, none of us knew each other at the beginning of the weekend. We didn't know each other's names. We didn't know our interests. We basically knew nothing about each other, but by the end of that weekend, it was like we were all one big family. Mm-hmm. And Mark, the energy in that room, the energy in that space, was unlike anything I've ever I've seen before. Everybody was hyped. Everybody was passionate. We were fired up. We were ready to go. So I think, for me, you know, that first step was uh, was really the most exciting part of the whole process.
1: And I'll ask you almost the same question that I asked everybody else. What did you learn uh, either about yourself throughout this whole project or about uh, the friendship circle and, and special needs? Tell me, you know, something new you learned by the time this was all done.
4: I wouldn't say that I've had a really big perspective change as yeah. much as I've had a change in a change in what inclusion really means. So right. I've always, I've always had an idea of what the, uh, of what inclusion does mean and how we can be an, be, be an inclusive society, but I think my definition of inclusion has broadened. For example, when I first started at FC, we were one small classroom in in a high school in in, in the West Island. And so my my idea of inclusion was being there for a friend, hanging out with them for a couple of hours, uh, being their buddy. But for me, it didn't really go beyond that. And then with FC Revolution, we've never... We've never had a community-wide project like this before. Mm. So we, we stepped out of the classroom. It, it was no longer just meeting with a buddy once a week, you know, for a few hours. This was, let's encourage the community to be more inclusive. Let's let's, let's, let's encourage the entire world to be more inclusive and to change their perspective on things. So my idea of conclu- inclusion went from just being there for one buddy to encouraging anyone we could to, t- to step up and uh, speak up for uh, inclusion.
1: A label, uh, project got so big that the government in Canada got involved. Tell us how. So when we decided to take this
2: uh, raising uh, in- initiative and break down the boundaries and really create real inclusion within the city, we presented it to the government as part of the, the corps uh, uh, grants uh, that they have. And uh, they've, they very excitedly uh, jumped uh, on this idea and decided to impart supporters in order to at least give us the first push to kickstart this and uh, and, and, and start growing this. And thank God it's, it's, it's seen an incredible um, success in the first year and so much learned. And uh, we are now... Um, Again, with the support and encouragement of, uh, in part, of the government, going on to our second year, and looking very, very much forward to
1: where. Well, that's, uh, that's, first, that's incredible. Where further,
2: we can know, take this.
1: Mushka, I wanted to ask you about the second year. I'm, I'm guessing uh, the project will continue, right?
5: Uh, the- French Revolution is going to continue. It's going to continue stronger, bigger, and better with more creativity uh, involved and coming up with our revolution ideas, implementing them so that every single person can be included. And now we're not just facing inclusion, as normal day to day, but we're also facing inclusion from those people who can't come out um, of their homes to those people that want to come out, but in a healthy and safe manner. So it's going to be a more creative journey. It's going to be a different journey, but it's going to be bigger and stronger and look out for the ride. It's going to be an incredible process.
1: Amazing. So we talked a little bit about the Friendship Revolution. I just want to come back on the Friendship Circle. uh, Mushka, tell me a bit about the Friendship Circle Montreal and its mission.
5: The Friendship Circle of Montreal's mission is a mission of uh, friendship, a circle of friendship, where two partners come together, two friends come together, and we both contribute to this friendship. Now, most people think um, there's going to be a volunteer and a buddy, and we can look at that uh, like that. but in essence what we see is that teenagers or young adults come in here to volunteer to come up as authentic friends and what they receive in this uh friendship is authentic friendship not based on how cool they might be or the kind of shoes they're wearing but just as humans and this is the basis of the friendship circle we see people soul to soul we all have likes we'll have dislikes and we'll have different abilities We are here to show up as humans and connect on that human level. And sometimes we have to communicate differently. And sometimes we uh, express ourselves and our behaviors and emotions a little differently, differently, but it's up to us to learn how to interpret them and how to engage with them. And I think this is the mission of Friendship Circle, that every single person Belongs, has a home, and every single person uses those um, unfiltered, unaltered friendship. And this is what we offer. And I think it's empowering not only for, um, say, our participants who are neurodiverse, but also for our neurotypical volunteers that come here and get something that you cannot buy in the world outside. Mm. Um, so it's this most beautiful little circle of friendship. And obviously, there's skills that are learned and there's respite that's given to parents, but the focus. And the mission of Friendship circles, so is creating that environment.
1: You mentioned parents in there. Liz, I want to throw it to you and talk to us a bit about how important Friendship Circle is for parents of kids with special needs.
0: You know, Friendship Circle is an amazing thing. And, you know, my son is a little bit different than probably some of the other kids in the program because he started out as one of the kids who um, had a volunteer and then over the years has actually become one of the kids who is a volunteer. Wow. Nice. Um, and that's been really amazing. Um, you know, and just the the friendship and the support that he has received as well as we have received over the years uh, is exceptional. The opportunity for him to be somewhere and to be empowered, particularly as it related to the Friendship Revolution, was really the beginning for him of ensuring that the career path that he wanted to go on was one that would make sense for him.
1: So would you say that the friendship revolution was a was a sort of a positive pivot point in his life?
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, um, so just as Stephen had talked about, these kids all got together. and, And Eva also talked about these kids got together, and they had to figure out, what the project was gonna be about and articulate their vision and work as a team. For Jacob, he is this incredibly energetic and very warm kid, but he had a vision of what he wanted. He wanted to see inclusion for hearing impaired and deaf children or adults because that's who he is and he must have expressed his vision really well because not only did was that the project that they did he actually led the project
2: nice
0: um and it was a great networking opportunity for him because he was the person that reached out to the Mackay center and he worked with the sign language interpreter And when things got glitched, people from Friendship Circle were helpful, but he definitely felt like he was instrumental in moving this project forward.
1: It's amazing. They must have learned so many new things about themselves as people individually as well.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, This was really the first opportunity that Jacob had to be a leader and to have to take on a lot of responsibility. It was great to see him integrate with as they call them, normotypical kids, as well as the children uh, or the young adults that had some special needs. And to be that bridge, and that's something that what he's considering for his career, which is to be a teacher, that's what he wants to be. His whole life, he's been the deaf person in a hearing world, and he got to be the hearing person in a deaf world as well, and, and playing that role was quite empowering for him.
1: Amazing. Liz, I want to come back to you in a second, but Stephen, tell me as a member of Friendship Circle, uh, why
4: FC Friendship Circle is so important um, in your world. So I'm, I'm glad you asked me that because I, did, I do want to mention that when I first started at FC, I actually was uh, a member myself. So I had my buddy once a week and, uh, you know, I was a member back then. So all these years later, you know, being a volunteer myself, it's really been a, a true full circle moment for me. yeah. And, you know, I think it's given me certainly more than just a second home, but it's given me a place where I can lift others and inspire others in whatever way I can. Um, you know, Friendship Circle actually was one of the things that inspired my career path, which is music therapy. So, um, which is basically a music therapist. What they do is they, I'm going a little off tangent here, but basically what they do is they, they help others achieve their goals through the power of music so me being a musician myself you know i try to think how can i inspire others and help people through my talents and through my aspirations you know last week i got to run a music program and this wednesday i'll be running another music program so you know to go from just being a member uh to now being a volunteer who can who gets the opportunity to participate in some of these great things like FC revolution and even lead programs on occasion. It's, uh, it's been one of the biggest blessings in my life.
1: Uh, The friendship revolution, uh, Liz, of course, is a program to help promote inclusivity, that's the same sort of mission that we have on this, on this podcast, to uh, promote inclusivity, be living in a more inclusive world. Do you think in 2020, do you find uh, that we are living in a more inclusive or less inclusive world?
0: You know, when, uh, when this question was sent to me, I thought, hmm, that's a really interesting question, because that depends on your time frame. When I think about my childhood and I compare to the world that my children live in, there is so much more discussion and inclusion than when I was a kid. For sure. Um, special needs kids, they were in a totally different program, and they only joined us Um, during gym. So it is so much better than it was. But then when I think about it um, from a more COVID perspective, the Mm -hmm. inclusion of special needs kids um, and adults has not been great. It's really hard for um, children with any type of a special need to follow things online and it's really hard to ask questions and more than just education while we might feel some level of social isolation, children that have any type of special need, they are really much more isolated because their social circles tend to be smaller to begin with. And then when they can only be online, uh, it is yet another barrier. And maybe not so much for my son, but for a lot of other special needs kids that I know, their issue has been that, they're very tactile and they need to touch people. They need to see people and just being only able to communicate via a screen has been hugely socially isolating for them.
1: Steven, what's the one thing you'd like people listening uh, to know about people with special needs?
4: That we are no different than anybody else. And I think one of the biggest steps towards inclusivity is to stop looking at the disability. So, to stop looking at the kid, oh, he's the kid who has Down syndrome. He's the kid who has ADHD or, or whatever it may be. And to start looking at them as the character. Well, that's the kid with a beautiful smile. That's the kid with the amazing voice. That's the kid um, that's who, who can dance incredibly well. And I think if we start looking at people as that, as who they are as a person and what they bring to this world, I think, no, I don't think, I know that will be the biggest step towards a more inclusive society. Very
1: well said. Uh, Mushka, we'll end off with you for a couple of minutes. Can we talk about the social integration service program uh, that you've got uh, at the Friendship Circle?
5: In general, we have, um, we've seen a lot of our participants there in some sort of educational school program until up to about age 21. And then there's this kind of gap in the market um, um, of services that are kind of offered as educational services. Now, the mission and the goal of the vocational programming the soul studio and the culinary arts um, is really to um, give over the skills of independency of work skills of money management um to the students so that they can then go out into the world and have the skills to live in the outside world uh, whether it's with a job with the skills that they've learned um, and to kind of take their skill set and be able to continue uh, with a job again, uh, with living if they would like to, if they can on their own. Um, the way the school's um, being run is that we're treating, uh, we, they treat the students as young adults would. So um, they're not gonna be calling parents per se. Uh, if, if they're running late, they're expected to reach out to us. Uh, we will never reach out to a parent unless we have permission, it's an emergency. Um, and the, the learning, the, um, is really kind of finding their skills within um, the fine arts. So those culinary um, and cu- culinary skills. So they find what they're good at, and then we hone those skills. So that then when their their year is up or their time at the vocational vocational school's up. They then take what they've learned and it's really solid and they can continue supporting themselves um, and making a difference and being contributing members of society, which is what we want from each person. One of the things that
0: we've we've all sort of alluded to that makes Friendship Circle so amazing and in particular the Friendship Revolution so incredible is that what it did was it brought different types of young adults together. um, And... What I really found was just like the rest of us in the world, we tend not to understand people who are different than ourselves um, and that we don't have the opportunity to meet. And Stephen kind of mentioned this and Eva also did, that when what happened was these young adults, they got together and not only did it open up both of their worlds, it also opened up the world uh, for all the people that they exposed their projects to. And Um, when you asked my question about inclusion and inclusiveness, I think that that was what the big thing was when you, when you see the video and these children in classrooms get to, hear from somebody who has a special need and how to uh, better interact with them. I think that that's really where the big thing is. It's not just all the young adults that got involved, but all the other people.
2: I was going to say in how this process and experience has impacted me is it has surprised me how when you do allow people to join and to, to you open yourself to them, there there is truly... Uh, no limit to how quickly and positive and positive change could actually really really realistically happen just this is a testament to this project that that, you know change is 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 possible
5: I think one of the most um, delightful learning lessons I had in this journey was to see that when you give the opportunity also to our teen and young adult groups as a whole how much that they can accomplish because we all know that today's teens and young adults are going to be tomorrow's leaders they're the ones that are going to be um the ceos the whatever it is um you know in a couple of years from now and if they uh, right now are involved in inclusion if they are already creating this revolution imagine what that world is going to look like um, especially when they're affecting other people right now older than they are younger than they are but they're creating so much change and when they're in that leadership uh, not just for the time frame of the revolution but when they're in that leadership um spaces come a few years from now that world is going to be oh what an incredible world it's going to be when everyone can feel that they have the opportunity to show up and be themselves and we all have great abilities and we just have to Able to give be given the opportunity to use them in society.
3: I've been so I'm so honored to be able to volunteer at Friendship Circle, and it's just given me so many opportunities to build on myself as a volunteer. Um, it's I find that you know if if I had never started volunteering at Friendship Circle, I never would have had the sort of like the moral compass that I have today. It's taught me a lot of different things, especially empathy. Um, how to communicate with somebody without actually speaking. It's taught me so many valuable things. And I'm just really honored that I've been able to be a volunteer here for for so long.
4: Being part of Friendship Circle, as someone with special needs, I think I can bring a unique perspective because, you know, as a kid, I had a lot of behavioral issues. I have been able over the years, thanks to very supportive parents, thanks thanks to the Friendship Circle and to many other great facilities I've been a part of over these many years, Um, I've gotten to grow and I've gotten to, it's allowed me to take what I've learned along the way and not only apply it in my life, but to also help others who are struggling with, and and, and not even, you know, I I think this can extend beyond just the realm of special needs, but also for people who are struggling with anxiety or people who are struggling with depression, especially at a time like this, you know, I just think this is, one of the best times when we can come together, you know, special needs, not special needs, you know, just come together as one big family and just look out for each other.
1: So well said, Stephen. I want to thank you all, Stephen and Dr. Liz Cooper, Eva, Mushka, Label. Thanks so much for joining us on this very insightful edition of the Inspirations News Podcast. Thank, thank you. you, Mark, thank for having you
0: us. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Inspirations News Podcast with Mark Bergman. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and the English Montreal School Board Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.